Welcome to the Walking in Purpose podcast, where we teach you how to discover your God-ordained purpose for your life and relationships. And I'm your host, Charles Wonsuzum. Now, let's get after it. Hello, guys. How are you all doing? Hope you guys are doing great. You know, we hope you're keeping safe wherever you are. And we have started to see some lifting of the ban in some countries and it looks like life is gradually getting back to normal again. So that is something to be really grateful for. I know it's not been easy for many people, especially businesses. And we pray that as the lockdown begins to lift, we will see many businesses return to their business and affected families will also begin to see uh, some doors open up for them. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. So yes, the sun is out, and I encourage you to you know try to go out and take walks. We have been cooked up inside you know for weeks, and it is good to take some time out and you know enjoy the sun. Like right here, it is almost twenty degrees, and everywhere is looking so beautiful. You know, we try to take some time out and you know, just take some walks, uh, especially our long. Uh, the trail, because we have a trail just behind our house. And, uh, you know, go out with members of your own household and uh, plan to take some walks around your community because keeping active is is a good thing, right? And keeping active, um, it's not just on the physical side of things. You can also keep active spiritually and mentally. Spending quality time with God, reading books, reading your Bible, and things like that. Now, let's just jump right into this episode. Now, in my previous episode, we discussed on a very interesting you know, topic uh, I termed the buoyancy of faith. And we established that faith acts as a life jacket, keeping you afloat on water so that you don't sink. Now, believe me, I thought that was it. I thought that was the end of that, but you know, as I began to meditate, uh, God began to bring up some more issues regarding the buoyancy of our faith. So, um, this episode will be shedding more light on the topic of the buoyancy of faith um, in a way that is really interesting and in a way that I've never seen before. So, you know, when these things began to happen, when God began to speak to me about some other aspects of buoyancy, uh, I knew God wanted me to, you know, talk to you about this topic in another dimension. Now, as I meditated on this issue, God began to remind me of a, of a ph- phenomenon I studied back in school. Back in school, we studied buoyancy and we realized that ion, that is the metallic uh, object, anything made of iron, would usually sink to the bottom of a body of water, be it sea, ocean, stream, or even your bathtub. Now, what baffled us back in the day was how a big ship made up of tons and tons of iron would stay afloat on water. And I am sure some of you have also tried to ask that question. Now, we then realized that 
The reason a ship stays on water, no matter how heavy the ship is, and not sink, is because a ship is made up of hollow spaces, you know, packets of hollow spaces, uh, vacuums, rooms. And by hollow spaces, I mean uh, places like the cabin, restrooms, and, and the rest. So a ship is usually made up of hollow spaces, and these hollow spaces contain air. And because air is lighter than water, it creates the buoyancy needed for the ship to stay afloat. So no matter how heavy a ship made of iron can be, as long as it has hollow spaces contained with air, it will not sink. Now, likewise, when you have faith in the hollow of your heart, you will not sink in these last days. A man who has faith can do the impossible. You will walk on water like Peter did. You will move mountains and do exploits. In Job chapter 22 verse 9, Bible says, When the people say there is a casting down, that is, when they are sinking, right? You will say, there is a lifting up. And ladies and gentlemen, that is buoyancy. Job experienced buoyancy in such a way that he declared in Job chapter 22 verse 9, saying, when the people say there is a casting down, I will say there is a lifting up. And let's go a little bit into the science behind buoyancy. Now, scientists say there is no vacuum in nature. The phrase, nature abhors a vacuum, is attributed to Aristotle. Aristotle made that statement. He must have done some research and came up with such an outstanding discovery saying that nature abhors vacuum. That is, nature hates vacuum. Uh, so in other words, there is nothing that can exist in this world that is really a vacuum. It means every space in nature needs to be filled with something. And I agree with him on that. There is no one on earth that can produce a space that is completely empty of all matter. I'll repeat that. There is nobody on this good earth that can produce a space that is completely empty of all matter. Likewise, when you think a space is empty, it is not really empty. Because you cannot see air does not mean it isn't there. When you take an empty cup, you think it is empty of matter. But the reality is that empty cup is filled with air. But then why am I going with all of this? I mean, where am I going with all of this? And I'll tell you. It is to show you that faith, F-A-I-T-H, faith, as abstract as it sounds, is a real phenomenon in my life and the life of many. Because you haven't seen God does not mean he isn't there. Because you haven't seen God also does not mean that he isn't there with you. Faith knows we are not moved or led by what we see. We are only moved 
by the word of God. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, and it says, I'll read it. It says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, just like air, you know it is there when it blows past you. Some can tell the direction of the wind and also its speed, but you can't see it. Likewise, faith tells you there is a God. There are signs that tell you that there is really a God out there and you see, he, you see all of his works around you. You see all of his creations. You see the birds, the animals, the trees, the universe, the sun, the moon and the stars. All of these indicate there is a God somewhere. But you have not seen him yet. But you know that there is a God somewhere who created all of these things. So faith is as abstract as it sounds, but the truth of the reality is it is real. And just like the hollow spaces and uh, the vacuum stories I have told you about, you know, the ship, when faith fills you, when faith fills your vacuum, you will always be on top of things and not below. When faith fills you, you become like those great men in the Bible who defiled all odds and did exploits for God. When faith fills the vacuum of your heart, you become untouchable and too hot for the devil to handle. You will become like Job, who withstood the enemies, who withstood his enemies' tests and prevailed because he held on to God despite all the losses going on around him. I mean, the man went through so much loss and some of them were, you know, his children, he lost his children, all of them died on the same day. His business collapsed. His friends deserted him, including his wife. And he was struck with a disease. All of what Job experienced was more than enough to cause him to sink into depression, fear, and anxiety. But he held on to his faith. Faith for him was a vacuum that ensured that, that his ship did not sink. He had a relationship. Note the word ship. He had a relationship with God. And because a ship has hollow spaces, despite what was going on around him and in his life, faith kept him afloat. You see, your relationship with God is important. And if your relationship, your ship has hollow spaces, you will never sink, no matter what is going on around you. Job's mind was filled with so much faith that there was no vacuum in his mind because it was already filled with faith through and through. And just like our ship example, Job experienced buoyancy. Please, when you have time, I would like you to study the book of Job. Study that book and learn from his experience. Now, let's just continue. <laughs> and I know we have established the fact that 
there is no vacuum in nature. The law of nature dictates that every space needs to be filled with something. Your mind, which is an open space, is a vacuum. And it is what you fill your mind with that determines where you stand in this life. Your mind cannot roam empty thinking there is no God. There is always going to be something that will seek to occupy your mind, good or evil, God or devil, light or darkness, white or black. There is no middle ground when it comes to your mind. There will always be two contending forces fighting the battle of your mind. To fill the vacuum of your mind, it is either going to be God or the devil. It would have to come down to two options. Choosing God and filling your mind with his word or not choosing God and then the world and the happenings around you does the feeling for you. When the world does the feeling for you, it fills, it fills your mind, it fills your vacuum with fear, doubt, and anxiety. And these things cause you to sink into depression and the confusion the world gives would also have that same effect. Now, in my science days, we also studied how a submarine dives or how a submarine uh, uh, goes into the ocean, submerges into the ocean. That's the word, submerge. Now, when the submarine boat, I will tell you something about the submarine anyways, before I go into details. Now, the submarine, just like a ship, also has hollow chambers filled with air in it. When the captain gives the signal, you know, to dive or to submerge, the operators push a button that opens up a valve, allowing water to flood into those chambers. Now, these flooded chambers causes the ship to become heavy, and then the ship begins, uh, the submarine begins to sink or begins to dive below sea level or below the sea waters. Now, this is exactly what happens when you allow the negativity from the world to flood into the hollow chambers of your mind. It causes you to sink. And before you know it, you hit rock bottom in your life and in your ministry, also in your relationships. For a submarine to float again, it would need to expel water from its chambers through the action of air pressure. So when the, when the tanks are filled with air, the submarine then rises to the surface because it now has uh, what we call positive buoyancy. So let's, let me just give you a summary. Now, a submarine wants to submerge into the ocean, right? So what does it do? It opens up a, val opens up a valve and water comes in, it becomes heavy, it sinks. Now, when a submarine that is submerged wants to come up to the surface, 
what does it do? It releases air pressure that forces out water that had occupied the chambers. It forces out those, you know, the water that was captured out. And then the ship becomes light. And then the submarine begins to dive into the, no, 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 not dive, begins to rise. Yes, that's the word. The submarine then begins to rise to the surface. That is the action of, of buoyancy when it comes to submarine. So now, to begin to experience buoyancy in your life, you need to push out, just like I have explained, air pressure pushes out the water and then the submarine becomes light enough to rise to the surface. In the same way, to experience buoyancy in your life, no matter how deep you may have gone into, into sin or into addictions, there is hope for you. The action of air pressure pushing out the water will cause you to rise again. So to experience buoyancy in your life, you need to push out all of the negativity causing you to sink. And the only way to do that is by constant meditation of the word of God, which brings about the faith you need to stay afloat in this world. People who live in fear have their minds filled with fear about happenings around them. They watch the news and you know they see terrible events, terrible happenings. They are afraid of diseases. They are afraid of the dark, afraid of demons, witches, and powers of darkness. When a person is like this, you flood your mind with all of these things that causes you to sink into depression, fear, and anxiety. The fact that your mind is a vacuum, the fact that your mind is an open space can be confirmed from the scripture. Let us look at Matthew chapter 12, verse 43 to 45. And it says, now this was Jesus speaking. He was speaking about how evil spirits operate, right? Now, it says, when an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert, seeking rest, but finding none. Then it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds its former home empty, swept, and in order. Please note the word empty. So it returns to its former home, to its former dwelling place. That is the mind of this former possessed person and finds the mind of this person empty, swept and in order. Then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself. And they all enter the person and live there so that the person is worse off than before. That would be the experience of this evil generation. I want to talk a little about that scripture. Now, Jesus was portraying a person whose mind was previously occupied by demons. And for some reason, the demon got expelled. Just one single demon. And the Bible says it goes out, roaming about. And when it did not find any place to occupy, it says to itself, I will return back to the person 
where I used to live in his mind before. And Bible says, so it returns and finds its former home. Three things it noticed. It finds its former home empty, swept, and what? In order. Now, this scripture clearly shows the mind being depicted as a space or a vacuum where demons can live. This clearly lends credence to the law of nature, which, which states clearly that every space needs to be filled with something. That was why Aristotle came up with that statement saying, nature abhors vacuum. Everything needs to be filled. The room where you are in right now is filled with air. In your car, it's filled with air. And why do you think your mind can be empty? Now remember, this demon found three things. And the first thing it notices is that the mind of this person was empty. There was nothing there. Now tell me, when this demon returned, if it found Jesus living in that mind, if it found the Holy Spirit possessing that mind, do you think he would want to enter? The answer is no. No wonder the Bible says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Why did he say steal? It says steal first because when there is nobody in your house, he can easily wreak havoc. We all lock our doors when we go out, right? We lock our doors. We feel it's safe when it's locked. But then if a thief should enter and finds that there is nobody in the house, that thief will wreak havoc. So the first thing a thief looks out for is if the place is empty. These demons came in. Of course, it found other demons, seven others stronger than itself. Why did this demon re need reinforcement? This demon needed reinforcement because in the first instance, when he was kicked out, he was a single person. So there is safety in numbers. Even demons understand that. The first time this demon got kicked out, he was the only one. So it would be more difficult to kick out seven demons than one. That was why it went out, came back, saw that it was empty, <laughs> went immediately to find reinforcements just to stay in this place. So nature abhors vacuum. Your mind must be filled with something. And I'm coming today to advise you that your mind ought to be filled with the word of God. Bible says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If that demon had come in and found faith living in that person's mind, trust me, that demon will have no chance. But then the demon came in and saw that the place was empty, swept, and in order, ready for possession. 
Now let's continue. Your mind needs to be filled with something and only you can decide what that is. As for Joshua, God advised him to fill his mind with the word of God. Let us look at Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. And it says, Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Meditation takes place in the mind. And when you meditate on God's word, you are filling your empty space. You are filling your mind. You are filling your vacuum with the word of God. We are filling it with light. And because light drives away darkness, darkness which includes fear, doubt, anxiety, depression, and all things negative, you will see your faith increase. And when you have faith, you experience buoyancy. Faith will always keep you on top and not below. And you will not sink when others are sinking for fear. Meditating on God's word ensures you live above the world standards. It ensures you will not compromise your stand in Jesus. You will do the impossible and also do exploits for God and his kingdom. I am rounding off now. But I want you to, now if there is something that you would take out of all I've said, it is the fact that nature abhors vacuum. You are either on the left or on the right. There is no middle ground when it comes to your mind. The greatest battle that is being fought today is the battle of the mind. Who will win? Light or darkness? God or Satan? Black or white? Good or evil? It is totally up to you. And I pray that our case will not be like the case of the example we read in Matthew chapter 12 when Jesus was explaining how demons operate. I pray that will not be our portion. But the only reason why this person got repossessed again or the only way this person could not experience buoyancy was the fact that his mind was empty, swept and in order. There was nobody living there. The buoyancy of your faith keeps you on top of things. The buoyancy of your faith ensures that your mind is not empty. It ensures that Jesus is always found living in the center of your heart, living in the center of your mind, living in the center of your space. You need to take charge of your life today. And I pray that you begin to experience such a great faith that will keep you afloat and that you experience buoyancy in every area of your life. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you for your word today. I ask that you give me and my hearers the grace 
to fill our mind every day with your word. Fill us, Lord, to the brim. Let there be no space. Fill every crook and cranny of my mind with your word. Your word is light. And light drives away darkness. Where there is light, the enemy cannot stay. Where there is light, demons cannot possess. And I pray for strength to find time every day to spend in your presence and to study your word diligently. I pray for faith to fill me and to fill my hearers, my people out there, as we study your word. In Jesus' name, amen. I cannot wait to have my wife bring you another dynamic episode next week. So please make sure to tune in and remain blessed. God bless you. And I'm sure this message has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. Please like, subscribe, share, and leave a comment to let me know how you've been blessed by this message. Or if you'd like to email us, you can do so by writing us at info at walkinginpurpose.ca Also, don't forget to follow our Instagram page, which is at Podcast, and also share with as many as the Holy Spirit leads you to share with. God bless you and I'll see you next week.